Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Are you making some mistakes that are stopping you from really hearing your intuition or communicating with your spirit guides or just really, really having that higher power communication? Well, today on this show, I am going to give to you some of the mistakes that I made in my spiritual journey so that you could learn from me and hopefully excel your spiritual growth, help you out on your spiritual journey so that you are less stressed and are having a fun time just enjoying the present moment of connecting with yourself, your spirit guides, your past loved ones, and your angels. So I'm actually going to be giving you some of the mistakes that I made as a spiritual person, just like waking up to, you know, this whole new world of, you know, spirit guides and divination tools and all that. And I'm also going to be giving you some of the mistakes that I made as a reader. So if you are thinking about becoming a reader, maybe that's something that's, you know, on the horizon for you. Maybe you are playing around the idea, or maybe you're just kind of curious about how, you know, readers work. And then you can stay tuned because I will also be giving you some of the mistakes that I made so that you can learn from me and my mistakes, and then you don't have to go through them. You know what we're going to do? We're going to jump right into it. Okay. So the first thing that I did when I woke up in my spiritual journey that probably wasn't the best thing is taking too many classes and not implementing what I was learning. So you might have heard me actually talk about this before. And I talk about this because it's probably like the most common mistake that all people make when they are opening up to their spiritual side. They go ahead and they are learning, 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 learning. They are just being a perpetual student when they need to really start implementing what they learned. Now, sometimes you're going to find like those courses, those classes, those workshops in which you can practice what you're learning. Those are not too bad, but I still get people stuck in those classes and those courses and those workshops. And they're like, oh no, I need one more. I need one more certification. I have to tell you something. A majority of people, I wouldn't say majority, maybe a majority, probably, are probably certified in more things than I am. Everybody's getting a certification because if you have a certification, then that means that you are smart, that you know enough and those kinds of things. And honestly, it's not true. It's not true. I know plenty of people and you probably do too, that are certified in something that have no business being certified in that. Or maybe you are even more smarter or knowledgeable in that than they are, but they're the ones that are, quote, certified. Well, I hate to bust your little bubbles here, but being certified is really amazing in the spiritual world because it kind of gives it a little bit of credibility. Like, I'm a certified psychic medium. I'm a certified health coach, uh, life coach. I'm certified in many different things. But the thing is, it doesn't really mean anything in the spiritual sense because it is governed underneath religion. And so it is not regulated like some of the other careers out there that you would probably have. 
Like for example, being a certified, you know, um, uh, I mean, not health coach, but like, like lawyers and teachers and things like that. That's a little bit different because that is regulated by, you know, government and state laws. There are no regulations to regulate the spiritual realm because it is dictated underneath religion. And so they can't really regulate it. So anybody, including you can certify someone. Isn't that kind of crazy? So just kind of think about that. Just Go ahead, learn something, but then take the time to implement it. So if you're doing Reiki, then going ahead and practicing Reiki, practicing Reiki and Facebook groups, you know, free healing clinics on your family, on your friends, those kinds of things. If you have people in your life that don't get you, that are not into this, then going ahead and finding people that do. And luckily we're in this time on earth where being online is awesome. All right. I know a lot of us are missing the in-person things, but stop making excuses excuses. Stop making excuses if you need to start implementing it. If you had taken psychic classes and psychic courses and things like that, then it's time to start implementing it. And I'll be honest, this is the reason why that I also created the Coffee and Cards Club, because we meet a couple times a month to practice it. And then there's also opportunities to practice inside the club, you know, every single day if you wanted to. You could be, you know, asking people if you wanted to do readings and all these other things. And it's also not located on a social media app, because then you don't have to worry about your family and friends seeing it. It's all by its little lonesome self inside of this, you know other website. All right. So stop making excuses. Stop taking a whole bunch of courses and classes. You are smart enough. Keep on implementing it. The only way that you are allowed to take more classes and more courses is if you are implementing something else that you learned. So you can go ahead and learn about human design and numerology and things like that. If you are also implementing something else that you have learned, psychic, mediumship, Reiki, you know, runes, whatever it is, then, okay, but you have to be implementing at least one thing. Now I seen myself going down this path and I'll be honest, what happened to me and maybe it'll happen to you. I don't know. But what I realized was that I was actually more advanced than a lot of people in the, in the courses. And that's when I finally had to stop it and say, you know what? I can't do this. Like, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep on taking more classes. And I'll just give you specifics. I was actually being certified by James Van Prague when I got that epiphany, if you will. James Van Prague is an icon in this realm, if you will. He has been doing psychic and mediumship for decades and decades longer than I've been alive. And he has been an amazing trailblazer in the spiritual community. And to be able to be certified by him meant so much to me. Like when I was getting his emails about, you know, the courses and stuff like that, and knowing that we would be doing development circles and he was going to be, you know, popping on every once in a while, it just made me like nauseous because I was so excited about it. Like James Van Prague coming in and being part of my circle, like, like that I was developing and I just couldn't imagine it. Like I just was so excited. And then here I was living it and I did not like it at all. Number one, James never came on. Number two, the people were not right at all that I was in that circle with. And I'm like, I, I hate to say it, but I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit better than this. You know, I'm the one that needs to be leading the circle, not being in the circle. And that was a wake up call to me because it costed me a lot of money to be able to be certified through him. And so spirit, God, universe, 
they will send you opportunities like this so that you can learn from them. So if you've had any kind of classes, courses, all those kinds of things that are not exactly what you had anticipated, that's probably why. It's because you don't need them, okay, honey? You need to start implementing them. All right, so going on to the next one is being scared of ghosts and spirits. There is, oh my gosh, you you understand. I was freaking scared. You think you're scared? I was freaking scared. I remember when my husband and I were just friends, okay? We weren't even boyfriend and girlfriend, okay? We were just friends. And I remember one night when he came over to my house and I was living in a little basement apartment that I told you guys about. And he, he, I was like, man, I didn't sleep good last night. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, I slept out on the couch. Without saying anything, he was like, well, that's not smart. You should be sleeping in the bedroom. And I didn't tell him why. And he responded without me telling him why he was like, if it's an intruder, he was like, you are safer in the bedroom, right? Because you have, you could hear him coming and there's a door, you know, security reasons he went into why it'd be better and safer for me to be in the bedroom. But that wasn't the reason why I was scared because of ghosts, but I didn't say anything. And he continued. And then he was like, and well, if it's a ghost, he was like, the ghost could just like you know, go through your wall and go through your door and everything else. So it doesn't matter if, you know, the ghost, if you're out in the living room or you're in the bedroom, your ghost is, can get to you no matter what. And that was such a wake up call because I was like, oh my God, somebody else gets me. Like I was afraid of ghosts my whole entire life. I was traumatized by this episode of Unsolved Mysteries where this girl could see auras and it freaked me the F out. And then they were talking about ghosts and anytime that ghosts got brought up in my house, like I was scared to death. And then I would run up to my mom, run up to my grandmother and be like, oh my God, ghosts, 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 ghosts. And they'd be like, they don't exist. But I'm like, oh my God, I think they do exist. And I moved around a lot as a kid. And I know that I probably was picking up on some ghosts that were inside of the house. But here's the thing, you don't have to be scared of them. Don't be scared of them at all. 99.99% of the time, it's going to be your past loved one or somebody else's past loved one. Maybe even like a past loved one of someone who lived in the house. That's also a past loved one. Okay. So it's not like they're like, oh, so scary, right? They might be jerks. They might be selfish. They might be whatever. They're going to keep the same personality that they had when they were here. Now, the biggest thing for you to know, and the biggest thing that helped me overcoming this fear is going to be knowing that you have all the power. You are a human living in this human world. Got it? This realm was created for you and me. Okay? <laughs> this realm was created for you and me. Got it? That's what happens. So you say what's allowed inside of your space or not. You have the authority and you need to have the boundaries and you need to tell them if they're allowed or they're not allowed. Okay. Maybe you might get a tough one that doesn't want to leave, but 99% of the time they will leave as soon as you tell them to, but you got to tell them to. Okay. Deal with spirits just like you do human beings. Okay. You're not going to have everybody and their brother coming over your house at two o'clock in the morning in your bedroom, watching you sleep. No, you put up those boundaries. People know that. Freaking spirits and ghosts or earthbounds, whatever you want to call them, they are just like that. They're like, they don't have the boundaries though because you didn't put them up. So I've night every single night before I go to bed, I say who's allowed inside of my space when I sleep. I don't really worry about it too much during the day, but you can totally say, hey, you're not allowed to come in my house, period. Bam. Just say it like you mean it. 
Okay. Say it like you mean it. Your intention is everything. If you, pardon my language, if you half-ass your prayer or your intention, you're going to get half-ass results. It's true. That happened to me. So just keep that in the back of your mind. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I'm telling you, like majority, if not all the time, it's going to be your past still and reaching out to you. Okay. Don't be scared. I know it sounds crazy, but just trust and keep on going down your path. Reach out to me. All right. If you need anything at all. All right. Heather Danielle medium at gmail.com. And I will hopefully talk you off the ledge. Okay. So another mistake that I made was thinking that I needed to know about the Bible. Anybody else here feel that way? I felt like I needed to know about the Bible because the Bible says that psychic and mediumship is bad and spiritual stuff is bad and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh my God. So I was working with a mentor and then I was like, okay, I need to learn like all the verses. I need to learn the verses of the Bible that go against what I do. And then I need to learn about the, um, like how I can rebut, uh, you know, with people in my life that are quoting the Bible to me saying that what I'm doing is devil's work and stuff. And I remember her saying, she was like, that's not on you to do that. And it took me a long time to finally realize that I'm like, oh my God, it's not on me to do that at all. Are they like going off and trying to learn about my religion so they could debunk it or whatever? No, you don't have enough time, man. You don't have enough time in the day. And if you do have time in the day, then maybe you should do something else. Maybe you should practice more of your intuition. Okay. Because it's not up. You don't need to do that. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody. You don't need to make your case just like everybody else in your life. All right. People, you know, and you don't know, do not need to make their case either. They don't need to tell you the reasons why that they believe what they believe. They don't have to try and get you on the same boat as them. None of that stuff. And you don't need to do it either. This is where coming into your own and standing in your power comes comes from. And it took me a long time to, to finally realize this. It's like, wait a second, I am me and I don't have to explain it to anybody. I don't have to explain what I wear, what I dress, the choices that I make. And I sure as heck don't have to freaking explain my beliefs and why I believe that what I am doing is good. And guess what? Even if you wanted to tell other people about it, okay, and you wanted to say, oh, well, it's not devil's work because of blah, 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 blah. Guess what? People are going to hear what they want to hear. People are going to believe what they want to believe. It is not our job to change their minds. It's our job to be authentically ourselves. It's our job to shine our light really bright. And then it kind of seems by just us being ourselves and shining our light, people will gravitate towards us and they'll start learning from us. And that's exactly what happened to me. Is like once I stopped fighting it and I just went and believed whatever I was going to believe, a lot of the people in my life that were religious, you know, really into the Bible and stuff like that are coming to me for questions and are just coming to me to tell me about like different signs that they're seeing or coming to me and saying, and this is true, hey, I don't really think what you're doing is all that bad. I really don't think it's wrong. And I'm like, yeah, because that's not. But it's really cool. You just do you. And other people will follow if they're meant to, because guess what? Not everybody's meant to, because guess what? We come here to experience our own unique perspective. Heather, 
and that's me, right? <laughs> Heather has a different perspective than you do. And you have a different perspective from your brothers, sisters, mothers, cousins, friends, you know, coworkers. And we all came down here to have our own unique experience. So sometimes we just have to honor and accept those uniquenesses and knowing that, guess what? Not everybody's going to agree with us. And that's okay. Because guess what? We don't agree with everybody else. All right. So another thing is, is not spending more time in silence. That is a big one because my whole life, I have grown up with the TV on. Did you guys grow up that way too? Because I grew up with the TV never, ever turning off. Like one time a year on Christmas, the TV might get turned on. I mean, turned off for like an hour or two at the most. Like, I don't even know if it was off that long. But no, other than that, the TV was on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No joke. Like even at nighttime. And a lot of times I lived with my grandmother on the floor, you know, we would just like sleep with uh, blankets and stuff like that on the floor. And she slept in her uh, chair and the TV would be on literally all night long. So I have been just accustomed to that. And I started when I moved out on my own and stuff, I started turning off the TV at night, but then all throughout the day it was on. And then slowly during my spiritual journey, I just created more silence. And what that does is that it creates that space between your thoughts because your brain is trying to work so incredibly hard at, you know, taking in everything and sorting it out and stuff like that. And when we create the silence, then it allows our brain not to work so hard because that music that you're playing, the podcast that you're playing, the whatever it is, it is creating more work for your brain. And what that does is that creates more thoughts, more things to think about. And also, if you think about it, just imagine your mind is like a party and the more music and podcasts and thoughts and everything else like that, the louder the party is. And then your spirit guides, your past loved ones, your angels and stuff like that are at the party too. Um, but they can't get a word in and you can't hear them because the party in your mind is so loud. But if you go ahead and you have a little bit more silence, that will help you out. I didn't realize that it was giving me anxiety and I had no idea that it was because I was too scared to be in silence because I never really experienced it. So it was something so new to me and it was outside my comfort zone and it was outside of my box. So definitely, I wish that I would have spent more time in silence in the beginning and weaned myself off of all the noise because it would have decreased my anxiety, decreased my stress, and it would also help me spiritually connect. All right. Another one or two, and this is going to be kind of funny, right? It's going to be not taking some classes and courses and things like that because people rarely regret the things that they do. They regret more of the things they didn't do. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, how come I didn't work with that mentor a little bit longer because she was so cheap not at the time. It didn't seem cheap to me at the time, but she was so cheap and I could have learned way more from her. And now she wants like five, 10 times as much, man. It's freaking crazy how much she wants. So I wish I would have done that, you know, and I think back about the different courses, classes, mentoring, all that stuff that I took. And some of it I did regret. And some of it was thousands of dollars of regret. But the thing is, is because I spent so much money, I was like, I'm going to get something out of this. And I do. Maybe it's bragging rights that I worked with that person, like, you know, the James Van Prague thing, or maybe Maybe it's, you know, something that they learned that I learned just that one little thing. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe that was worth the hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollars that I spent. But a lot of times it's going to be not taking classes. I will give you my little tip and trick just in case you don't know it. But what I do is when I spend money on something that's like that, it's that is spiritually focused. I tell my spirit guides, I'm like, Hey, you got to give me the money back. 
or I'll be like, you have got to bring the money to me so that I can partake in this. And then I know that it is also a sign that I'm supposed to do it. So for example, if I wanted to do this course and it was like a hundred dollars, I would be like, okay, you know, am I meant to do it? And then you give me the money. And so maybe I will get a bonus with work, right? Or maybe I'll have an influx of clients to make up that hundred dollars. Maybe I'll find a hundred dollars. Maybe there'll be, I'll be reimbursed. Maybe something will happen. Someone's like, oh my God. Gosh, I totally forgot. Here's a hundred bucks, you know, whatever it is. And then that'll be my sign that I'm meant to use it for that class. Now, this is hard because you are supposed to actually use it for whatever the intended purpose was. Sometimes you're like, oh shit, hundred dollars. I want to, I want to do something else with it. <laughs> you know, especially because if you are spiritual and you're listening to this, then more than likely you are selfless. Okay. And it's hard for you to spend money on yourself and things like that. And so more than likely you'd want to take that money and spend it on your family or do something else like that. But guess what? You got to take care of you and your spiritual self is like 99.999% of who you freaking are. So I bet you will help. Okay. So the next thing is going to be, and I know, I know you listening to me right now are guilty of this. And that is asking for signier signs asking for signing your signs. Oh, I just want a sign. Oh, wait a second. No, I just need another one. Oh, wait, one more sign. One more sign. One more sign. Oh my gosh. That is like you, like your mom, are you any moms out there? Parents, dads, anyone like that? Even with fur babies, how they just keep on up, coming up to you, nagging you, nagging you, nagging you before you start thinking sometimes like, how do I love them this much? Because I just want to like punch them. <laughs> you know, I just want to kick them. <laughs> right? Okay. Come on. We all have feelings like that. But that's what it's like for your spirit guide. Because you're like, oh, wait, one more, one more, one more. It's like, mom, 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 mom. And so your spirit guide, you're driving your spirit guide freaking nuts, okay? And then you don't know what they're going to do. They're going to just like throw their hands up and be like, you know what? Do whatever you want to do, okay? Just do it. Just make a freaking decision at this point because now I don't even care. Okay, true story. This is how you can relate to this. My son wanted to keep on going out on the lake in the backyard and it was frozen, but it wasn't frozen enough for me. Even if it was frozen enough for me, I still wouldn't want him on it. And so then he kept on bugging me and bugging me. Can I go on it? Can I go on it? Can I go on it? I'm like, oh my God. So fine. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Natural selection. Okay. So you go out there and you walk on the freaking ice. You have a nice old time. And then if you die, then I guess that it's just God's will. Okay. Because whatever. <laughs> and you know. You know, that boy was only on the ice for like five seconds before I was screaming at him to get off the ice. <laughs> and it's the exact same thing that your spirit guides. Think of your spirit guides as like your parent. Even though you can't communicate with them, you feel like they're not listening to you. They are. They are. They can hear you. You can't hear them. And it kind of comes into um, another mistake that I made is not, uh, not following like the flow of life. Okay, so not following the flow because your spirit guides, whether or not you can hear them, it's it doesn't matter. Okay, because what they're doing is that they're showing you by how hard something is, is if it's the right course of action. We're supposed to be kind of like drifting through life, like going with the flow, you know, keeping our focus on what we want. And that is the navigating of the boat. Okay. We don't just go like go down any freaking stream. No, we're thinking about it. Ab Abraham Hicks calls it the vortex. And so just think of the vortex is a part of this lake or the ocean or wherever you are kayaking in this little analogy. And that's your focus. That is where you want to go, whether or not 
like you want to go there if you're thinking about it that's where you're going because your thoughts are kind of like the guiding light to this vortex okay and that vortex is whatever you are thinking about and so you are supposed to like just be kayaking along kind of going with the flow but if there's a lot of rocks and turbulence and craziness and things like that that is telling you you might be streaming you, you might be like rowing upstream you need to change the course of action and how this looks in your life is if you have a relationship, it's going to be, you know, a lot of turmoil. It's going to be, you guys keep on breaking up, getting back together. Like there's something up, like it keeps on just going back and forth. It gives you a freaking like love hangover, if you will. Is God trying to take that person out of your life? All right. So that's one way to know it. Or what about if you are working at a job and you can't stand it and you hate logging in every single day and then all of a sudden like, people are keeping you off of emails. Maybe you're getting like bad reviews. You know, something like this is happening and there's more turmoil in the workplace. And then maybe they lay people off or maybe they get budget cuts and all of a sudden you're not making as much money. That is a sign that you are swimming upstream, that something needs to change. All right. When you are definitely going in a good place where you want to go, then things are going to fall into place. So if you want to move and all of a sudden suddenly it's like, oh, my God, the house that I wanted opened up. Oh, my goodness. Like this person said that I needed to go here and look at this house and it's absolutely perfect. And we put an offer in and they accepted it and blah, 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 blah. And everything's just cascading. That is your sign that you are on the right path. Okay. So you don't need to ask for a sign of your sign. And then you also can just trust that your spirit guides are talking to you and they're talking to you through little ways inside of your life. Okay. So anytime that things are too tough and I'm like, Ooh, okay. You know, do I need to change? All right. So now we got into the second part of this reading and that is going to be of oh, reading. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I'm so used to doing readings, but we've gotten to the second part of this episode, and it is going to talk about the mistakes that I made as a psychic reader. Definitely keep on listening, okay, if you find this at all interesting, because I know that you can have a takeaway, even if you don't want to be a reader, but maybe you've had a reading, or maybe you want a reading, and this will give you a little bit of insight on how that kind of thing works, okay? But as a psychic reader, a couple of the mistakes that I made is one being scared of doing readings so scared you have no idea how many times that i wanted to quit you have no idea how many times i did freaking quit you know how many times that like i'm like oh my god i would just stress myself out and i would make myself sick on accident to where i would have to like reschedule an appointment i would make every single excuse underneath the sun to not do readings because i was so scared of being put on the spot i was so scared of being wrong i was scared they would judge me that they would hate me that so many things. Now, just to let you know, I'll give you a little bit of spoiler, that will go away. It, it might take you longer. It took me a long time to have it go away, but it will go away. It's just about confidence. And the main thing is that it's not about you. It's not. I'm sorry. Tough love here. Okay. I, I know it's so hard to hear, but if you are thinking about this, like what I just said, I am scared of being wrong. I am scared of being judged. I'm scared that they won't like me. I'm scared of this. You see how many eyes that I have? It's because that energy is focused on myself. And that's wrong. Because if someone is wanting to have a reading with you, they are drawn to you. And they're drawn to you because their spiritual team drew them to you. And you are the person that is meant to give them those messages because you probably have a lot in common. You probably get them. If you're listening to me right now, you're probably very non-judgmental too. And there's a lot of judgy people out there. 
but the person feels comfortable with you. So don't be scared because if you take yourself out of doing readings and out of the spiritual realm and stuff like that, there's going to be so many people who don't get that help because you decided that you were just, uh, sorry, selfish. And that's the reason why that I still do readings too. Because I know that there are people out there that need to hear the messages and they need to hear them from me. I do not always understand the reason why. But I have to trust the higher power sent them to me. I have some people that traveled hours when I did in-person reading to, to meet with me. And then they would tell me about how they found my name and my, my business card and the bottom of their purse and all these things. And it would just make me cry, to be honest. Because it's like, oh my God. Like, am I really making that big of a difference? And I remember a couple of times, like, I was like, oh my gosh, this person seems so scary. They seem so judgmental. I don't think they're going to like me. And I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to do a good job in their reading and stuff. And then they come in and they have this reading. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, this is, wasn't never about me. It was about them because their hard exterior was just because they were hurting so badly in the inside. And then by the end of that reading, guess what? They were crying. They were going through healing and they had more insight and clarity. And it makes you feel so good that you get to be that conduit for spirit and bring through those messages for them. All right. So I know it's how it sucks, but don't make that same mistake. Don't put yourself in the corner. Don't put yourself somewhere where they can't get to you. Okay. Because people are coming to you because they need to hear it from you. All right. So that kind of goes um, in hand in hand with my next mistake is that comparing myself to others. Oh my gosh. And I still do because it's like my husband would be like, Oh, Heather, you're so good. And I am like, Oh, I, I can't accept it. You know, and he was like, you're, you're so good. You need to be on TV. Like Lisa Williams, James Van Prague, John Edward, John Holland. And I'm like, oh, Monica, the medium, Tyler Henry. He's like, you're just like them. And I'm like, no, I'm not, not at all. But one thing that we do have to understand is that the psychic and mediums that we see on TV, those things are edited. So we don't know how long it's taking for them to get some of those evidence pieces. Okay. So it's almost like airbrush models, you know, and then when you see them in real life, it's like, oh, that's you is airbrush a little bit. Yes. That's reality TV. They have to make it a little bit entertaining. Is it true? And is it real? I totally believe that. I know um, my mentor, Lisa Williams talked about her time on her TV show. But yes, she told me how it works, but it is true. But the thing is, it might take them a lot longer. Who knows when they're editing it, they might just piece it together to make it seem a little bit more cooler, you know, those kinds of things. So don't compare yourself to other people because they could be editing it. They could be making it seem a little bit more different, or maybe they really are badass. Maybe they are so freaking good. Maybe they're like a zillion times better than you. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay because you're supposed to do you and God, spirit, spirit guides. They are going to send you the people that need to hear it from you. They have their own little posse and you have your own little posse. All right. So the same people that go to them might not be the same people that go to you. So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. But yeah, comparing myself to other people, oh, it's, it was so hard and it still is really hard. You know, I think that's just a kind of a human nature thing to do, but just kind of know that it's normal and just try not to do it. Okay. All right. And the next thing is not remembering that I'm human. And what I mean by this is number one, I might misinterpret something. I might overinterpret something. Okay. So I am human. And sometimes I hear things very clearly and it's very, very noticeable. I tell people that sometimes I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is not coming through so clear. Tell that to the person that you're reading. 
you know, literally just tell them they're going to understand. And you can just be like, Hey, it's not really, not really coming to me. or I'm not getting anything. That's okay. You're human. You are human. If this was an exact science, guess what? We probably wouldn't have so many people thinking that this was, you know, horseshit or something like that. Sorry for my language, but yes, you guys get it. Okay. So you are human. And just know that. So when you're doing readings, even though people might put you up on a pedestal and think that you're awesome because you have this gift, remember, everybody has this gift, but you know, you just took the time to actually develop it. Okay. Uh, but yes, just know that like you are human. Talk to your client like they're a real human being because you, and you're a real human being. <laughs> I That's how I run my readings. I'm like, hey, I have no idea if this is going to make sense or not, but this is what I'm getting. I'm human. All right. So another mistake that I made as a reader is going to be not taking care of my physical body. Oh my gosh. Okay. First off, you know, they say that doing spiritual work really depletes you of magnesium. So making sure that you're good on your magnesium. I feel like I'm good on my magnesium, but there's seven different types uh, of magnesium. So it could be that your doctor is checking for one, but not the other one. So making sure that you're doing that. Um, you also need more rest. Okay. As a spiritual person, and also more grounding, okay? And grounding after readings. So a couple of things that I do, sometimes I'll have a crystal to help me ground during readings. I will drink water during readings because that's also very grounding. And then after readings, I will go ahead and do something that's grounding, you know, watching an action movie, going outside, even going outside and grounding in my bare feet in between readings has helped. Wearing an anklet as well because it helps me bring my attention to my lower chakras, to my legs, and it keeps me in the intention of grounding as well. So sometimes the ankle um, bracelet helps out a lot. All right. So another mistake I made is make doing too many readings back to back, you know, because it's like an energetic hangover. It's almost like speed dating for freaking readings. And I don't like that. And I can't do so many readings in a day. I used to just like book myself solid and everything else. And then I would just be literally like, I'm out of my freaking mind at the end of the night. Like I, I can't. And then also my jaw hurts. I'm freaking tired of freaking talking, you know? So definitely you do you like, I know it kind of sucks. Because sometimes you're like, no, I want to read them. I want to read them. I want to do it all now. But you have to pace yourself a little bit. You're going to get burnt out. And then also just know that sometimes when it is delayed, it's meant to be. You know how many times that people have rescheduled with me and all of a sudden the day that was chosen is like the anniversary of their past loved one or something. So just kind of trust that if something needs to be delayed or put off or rescheduled, that it is for a reason. There was another time that I remember where well, actually several times where it's like, oh, I um, I was having a bad day that day or I wasn't ready to receive the messages and things like that. And that's the reason why that had to get rescheduled or delayed. And like right now I'm booking in, you know, a couple months, I think I'm out two months um, for my readings, but I know that it is meant to be, okay? It is meant to be. Maybe something will happen in my life or maybe people will have to reschedule. You just never know, okay? So another thing too is um, feeling pressured to work with other people. So don't feel pressured, but I did a couple of times. And luckily I had my husband there to help me get out of it. But I remember my first time teaching classes in person and I was like, oh my gosh, this person wants to work with me. I should do it. My husband's like, no, you need to be doing it by yourself. And I'm like, no. No. And the reason why it's a mistake be being pressured and working with people, because also the person that you're working with, you might be put off by their energy. Their energy might not be the same as yours. 
So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind with the people that you collaborate with. Make sure that you're collaborating with people that really bring you joy, that you feel really good about, and don't um, feel obligated to work um, with anybody else. Because sometimes they could be energy vampires too, and then you're trying to do spiritual work while being drained at the same time. Like, that ain't easy. Um Another thing too is going to be a mistake. And this is a mistake that I, I don't think I've made this maybe a little bit, but not really. But I do see people maybe thinking about this mistake if you're a reader. And that is telling your sitter what they want to hear. And you really have to stay in your integrity with readings because just because they want it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get it. And sometimes they just believe in it so much that it makes you almost believe in it. <laughs> um, but stay in your, in your integrity. What I do is that I say it, I say what, you know, maybe they don't want to hear. Um, but I sugarcoat it. All right. So I sugarcoat it in the best way. So it's almost like, oh, let's be honest, this reading where this person, I swear her man was cheating on her, but I also didn't want to just be like, Oh, he's cheating on you. You know? So I remember just being like, Oh, you know, are you guys exclusive? You know, maybe it wasn't her husband. I think it was like a boyfriend or something, you know, beating around the bush a little bit and then almost like having them lead themselves to the answer. All right. But just definitely don't just tell them what they want to hear because I've actually seen people train other psychic mediums saying, hey, just throw something out there then just tell them anything. And I will never, ever, ever do that. Um, just tell them anything. No. And if you get crickets, you get freaking crickets like there's nothing there. That's not your fault. And if you are in a reading and you're getting crickets and there's nothing or whatever like that, literally say inside of your mind, be like, hey, is this really crickets? You really don't want to tell me? Nope. And guess what? that's what you have to say. You know, it's as simple as that. I know so many times that you want to give an answer and they want to hear an answer, but guess what? That? There's not always an answer to give. I'm looking at my notes now, and I think that is about all of them. I made a lot of freaking mistakes, man, but um, these are like the top ones. And I'm telling you, though, if you implement a little bit of what I've talked about and you try to stop yourself from making these same mistakes, it's going to help out a Okay, a lot, a lot, a lot. And just kind of trust me as well that everything that I said, like it is 1000% true. And I feel like you know it in your heart. And so you know that I'm kind of right. You know it. And I know it. <laughs> okay. So if you need me, you know where to find me. You can always email me at heatherdaniellemedium at gmail.com. You can also uh, message me on Instagram, spiritual, spiritual underscore Heather Danielle. That's really where I spend a lot of my time. I'm definitely in an Instagram kind of season of my life. So definitely check on me over there. And if you have any questions, I am your girl. And Guess what? I'm going to see you on Sunday for coffee and cards on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I will see you then. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.